0: now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the Year Round Carnival with Vince Cardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie.
1: G'day and thanks for checking out our Year Round Carnival podcast. Each and every week, where we review the best racing from wherever it is in Australia, Melbourne and Sydney predominantly, and this time it's Flemington and Rose Hill, and we say g'day to Vince Cardi from Daily Sexuals. Hey, mate. Good morning, Rolfie. Freezing cold in Melbourne at the moment. We're just starting to get some little glimpse of good horses and we like we prefer when them when they run faster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. We can't be too far away. I'm sure they're all in work now, getting ready.
1: Absolutely. Seeing so them at uh, the jump outs as well. Speaking of the jump outs, you, uh, you're starting to put the clock over a bit more. They're making yeah. a bit more sense now in Melbourne, aren't they?
0: Well, that's a good thing. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes, it's, it's definitely a good thing. And over the... Coming months, hopefully, we'll reap some good benefit from it.
1: Absolutely, all right.
0: Um, Let's. We'll start with Rose Hill.
1: Um, Yes. I uh, obviously we're based in Melbourne. You've right across the uh, the timing and the uh, conditions on the day. By look of the your IVR report that's come through, it uh, we we, we're going to put the party hats out. It was only a heavy, but not a heavy twenty-seven like we've been seeing lately.
0: (laughs) No, we were definitely probably worst case scenario. I would have to say maybe heavy eight heavy, yep. yeah but yeah heavy eight would be not unrealistic because when I look at the raw figures race one we started off at around minus 20 minus 21 for race two these are the raw numbers and then we get to the end of the day and there it is race eight and well eight nine and ten they were pretty much between minus 18 or minus 16 sorry or minus 22 pretty so, yep yeah, that's the that's a 20 length improvement, I would say realistically, yeah.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Um I was not going to mention the first race and, but as you said the, you know you've adjusted up basically 19 lengths but they're 2 year olds, both have come off the uh, off debut wins, flag of honor, second best last 600 they off a very slow tempo. What do, what do you make of that when you see that?
0: Yeah, what I make of it is, is just how soft the card was.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: So oh, cuz we didn't get they they still can't break benchmark.
1: Yeah. Yep. so let, let's not get excited yet. No. <laughs> Right-o. Pretty wild, 40th best last 400 of the day, but what it had shown in its previous two runs was closing speed on bottomless tracks. Again, six best of the day. Is there anything here?
0: <sighs> is there anything there, Ralphie? <laughs> <laughs> is it real? <laughs> well, it's not so much is it real. The reality is it's hard when you look at, how fast they went we've got to bring into context that first section i look at that first early speed minus 9.4 i like to look at that the helicopter view ralph just to sort of see okay what were the other lead speeds on the day and what speed were they traveling to until you get to the 800 meter mark and when you peg it it's pretty soft at comparison for what lead speed was on the day So it's hard to get really excited knowing that you should have been capable of finishing reasonably hard. And they were getting into the lanes, Ralphie and taking strong advantage. Genuine off season runner, of course, can the horse continue on and, and, perhaps get another victory. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, one one horse that did go at a reasonable tempo, and certainly it did to the eye because it was taken on by two big fari was Lord Ardmore in race five. Well-backed favourite. Hugh Bowman was not going to give up that lead. Uh, in the end, you, you always say that uh, you, you start getting interested when they can break benchmark, and it did break benchmark.
0: Yep. Well, one of the big keys for this particular horse is obviously if we were going to stay in that heavy range, this was going to be a big, big help for this horse because he had sensational WTIs going into the race. The ride was very solid, and you can see that early speed was good. Ralphie going minus three point five. He really jackknifed it in the mid though between the eight and the four hundred, and took took a lot of speed out of the race before sort of accelerating again very late. But good, good performance and. I feel this, this horse could improve further, but it's all going to be governed around uh, conditions of the ground.
1: Uh, we, we sort of tossed up whether to put him in the uh, Sizzlers first up when a, went a sound second, length below benchmark, but I thought maybe, maybe just going to have that run like it did previous prep. It went uh, from 1,400 to 1,600 and then into the strike zone. Well, in this case, five weeks between runs and straight to 1,800, so there was no issue there.
0: No, there was definitely no issue, and it was a it was an intelligent move. And they definitely should continue to take advantage of the ground conditions now that they've got the horse exactly where they need it to be.
1: Stable mate Francisco Guardi's is obviously in the zone. It's a weird uh, setup. So you explained that uh, it was a jackknife in the mid race, in other words, a big uh, slowdown from the leader, but equally. Uh, Francesco Guardi, what was it, about uh, what's that, seven uh, eight lengths off the lead. That's a fair way off the lead under that circumstance. So what was its run like to to improve through that heavy ground? I thought
0: the run was solid, Ralphie. It did break benchmark over the last 200 metres, which was positive as well. This particular runner was really the only other threat in the race, but the challenge was it was inferior in the ground conditions, and you could see that, Obviously not having to do a lot of work through the first half of the race probably helped the horse. Getting onto that better ground over the last 400 also helped the horse in terms of acceleration. If we start to get some more improving ground, I feel this horse can continue to maintain its profile and its form, and that's what the, the intel's indicating. is. It's giving that big indication that there's no way this horse has come to its stop and the campaign's over. It's still got more opportunities, it's just going to get down to if they can start getting a little bit more improvement in the ground. Al only
1: you had on top in uh, on your race speed profiles, no doubt, because last prep, first up Sandown, uh, it produced at a midweek uh, card. Best of the day, 0.2 length above benchmark. Went on to uh, to become a horror show at the midweek uh, uh, Caulfield Cup meeting when uh, when Ollie was wasting to make, <laughs> make a weight in the Caulfield Cup, but then rebounded hard over 2,000 winning final day. He's coming to play first up again.
0: And it was a good performance too, Ralphie. <sighs> I sort of look at the early speed the horse was travelling at, going 8.8 lengths below benchmark. Not that easy for that horse to make the move that it did in the mid-race under the scenario of where it was, you know, given that it's first upright. The reality is that the five and a half length move between the eight and the 400 was very strong. There was a little bit of what I would say conditioning drop off. And what I'm looking at is I'm pretty much looking from the 600 metre line to the finish line. Overall, there was about a 1.3 length in conditioning blowout and the horse has been able to get victory. This is where you can get the confidence, Ralphie, that you know that this horse has come back very, very well and is going to continue to trend upwards.
1: All right, race seven on the program. Bold Mac, first start, Chris Waller, first start in Australia, obviously from from, uh, from New Zealand. Spec in the market, $21 into $12. Uh, just a bob of the head in it from Bless, but it looked a solid performance to the eye, and uh, now that your data's come through,
0: it was a solid performance, full stop. Oh, this was a, this was a fantastic run, Ralphie. Really, absolutely smashed anything that it done overseas, so you can be confident that this horse has come to the Waller camp as a a much superior horse than what it was doing in New Zealand. And if this is the sort of, well, it's one of these things. I looked at the the barrier trial that it, it had over 1175 and how well it went in that trial. This sometimes can be the way Waller likes to operate, that he likes to have some horses very forward, and then see what they're capable of doing, and from that, potentially look at reprogramming. I still feel with the plus one, that this horse is going to potentially have more to give, but maybe not another three or four lengths, perhaps only another length,
1: well, it's funny you, um, we, we just start talking and we, we don't compare notes beforehand. I was going to ask you specifically about that Given it's off season. Let's put some more meat in the bones. I remember a couple of his great horse, I'm not saying this is great by any means, but I'm talking about fundamentals here. Nature strip that he got from another trainer, Arcadia Queen that he got from another trainer. They came to play first run for him because he wants to see what's under the bonnet.
0: Yeah, and he did that. So very, very smart the way he's uh, handled it. Now it's just a matter of, that he's seen that the horse is good enough to win, and I actually felt that he did a reasonably good job not having to overextend too much through the first two sections and really left everything for the last 400 metres, and it was solid too.
1: All right, good work. Caesars Palace now. Uh, I, I could not make a case for it in a fit, but and on no form, sometimes you've got to look at the market. Now, $15 to $12, Jason Collett on fire. Is uh, it ultimately just won a slow race? <sighs>
0: <laughs> well, it's 2.2 two two lengths below benchmark. It's not too bad uh, if I look at it from that perspective. What the key here was very compressed field in terms of speed. If you look at it from early speeds, eight lengths below benchmark, and the horse that set that speed finished last. Yep. And then when I look at where Caesar's Palace was, it's travelling Less than three lengths off that pace. Pretty good position to be in. Then in the mid-race, the acceleration, you look at what's taken place. It's about a five to six lengths acceleration between the eight and the 400. The The big thing after that is, yes, <laughs> the horse held that line all the way to the finish, but didn't really improve any further. And I actually felt, well, if, if you've got some real capability, probably you should be able to finish with a bit more vigour over the last 400 metres and this horse didn't. The big plus for me was, though, I felt that it was inside the lanes and a good performance overall. Right.
1: So the most exciting horse going into the meeting is definitely the most exciting horse coming out of it through Moss. So let's, let's see what you wrote in your race speed profiles that are available via daily sectionals. Sunday morning, uh, before we look at what we say Monday, uh, Fremont, she's won both of starts today, the best of those 3.3 links below IVR benchmark. She's been a two race of absolutely no pace though so far, so we haven't been afforded opportunity to post a strong overall figure. Her mid-race moves have been excellent, She's unbeaten, plenty of scope for considerable improvement. She only needs to improve around two lengths to prove very competitive and a quicker race pace likely. She'll get her chance to do that. She's well found early in markets. She has winning claims. So uh, market Intel said she's very, very good because they, they were happy to take the short price. Now that you've uh, been able to clock her in a race of, of better quality, what have we seen?
0: Well, what we have seen is this. If we look at its de- debut performance, 21.7 lengths below benchmark early, Yep. And then at second up, when it won at Newcastle, it was 16 lengths below benchmark. And then it came out here, still running, running 10 lengths below benchmark, but that's pretty much from first up to third up, we've seen an 11 and a half length improvement. So that's almost two seconds. That should, sort of indicates how much conditioning build up the horses had. I looked at this particular run and then took into consideration what it did between the eight and the 400 we've seen about a four and a half length increase in speed between the eight and the 400 but that last 400 very solid ralphie breaking benchmark over the last 200 meters doing this at its third race start giving a clear signal that this horse is going to be very aggressive when it gets up over more distance and I, i actually feel the waller team have got a really good horse here
1: Nice. All right. Well, we'll be breaking that down for our members. Of course, our members get best of the day from Melbourne and Sydney regardless of whether they get sizzlers or not. And uh, and that, that's uh, that's just an added value that we do. If you want to become a member, racetrackrelfie.com.au. Click through the links via the right-hand side. And, uh, and as I said, you get that every week, but also get little bonuses along the way. If you become a Group 1 member... Uh, I will send you the top five performances of the Brisbane Carnival. Always a really good uh, good uh, indication going forward. Of course, last year, Duar and Incentivize and uh, Zaki were the stars of the Brisbane Carnival. I'm sure it's going to hold up again. Before we uh, close off uh, Rose Hill, Vince, i to just got to do a little bit of a head wobble, mate. The big easy in the last race there. This is what uh, we wrote about it in Sizzlers. 18th of the sixth was was its uh, its in run. Uh, the big easy um, when it was beaten two... 2.3 links below benchmark, Has beaten 1.8 links, just ambled out, going minus 10 at the 800, went 6.5 links from lead, minus 1.3 in the mid-race and a sharp 8.8 links of improvement, but then really let down with plus 6 last 500 when finally having clear air. The picket fence of the best last 800, 600, 400, 200 of the day adds merit. He came off two bottomless, bog-heavy tracks leading in. He does handle just heavy, Winning tenth run this track distance last July, one point two lengths above benchmark best today. So now May used to stable has him right again. He should take holding out going forward. Twelve dollar winner of the last race, Vince. Find another horse written up like that.
0: Yeah, no realistically, this this particular runner, you just I'm just looking at the profile and listening to what you've just discussed. And yeah, like could have well been a three dollar run of the way you've articulated that ralphie and and then i look at what's happened in the race and i mean geez how good was the performance it was actually fantastic overall big improvement in terms of figures has produced a point two below benchmark so it's absolutely outstripped everything from this campaign and the crazy thing is this it's it, 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 reasonable break from 189 days from the first up run hasn't had that many starts if you compare it to the previous campaign and you would have to be crazy not to think this horse is going to keep winning
1: well, it's only benchmark 78, so, yep. you know, it's not going to be uh, overly strong this time of year, that's for sure. So,
0: Absolutely.
1: Something to look forward to there. Uh, before I close off Sydney, just to, I've got a members questionnaire. Each every Sunday our members get asked an opportunity to put a question to Vince. Danny's asked, wondering if you're going to discuss when the rail is at several metres, do horses in wide barriers have less chance of a winning compared to when the rail is true from a wide barrier? He's, uh, I asked him, he's, he's referring specifically to Randwick and Rose Hill, so what's your thoughts there, Vince?
0: Okay, we're talking about a wide barrier from the start, or we're we talking about wide lanes in the finish.
1: Well, I suppose that's a fair point. So I, I assume the way he's framed that question, you know, wide barrier, get back. You're having to swoop. Is it harder to swoop when the when the lanes uh, when the uh, rails out further?
0: Yes, it, it, it absolutely can be, particularly if we look at Rose Hill. Rose Hill, basically, when you if we look at where the positioning was for this particular race, here so at a it's actually in the true right yep your your best lanes initially are probably two to six, and then you you need to get be about twelve off the fence or wider, so you're absolutely governed by race shape and it is harder if you're a get back runner of course you've got this challenge when you're talking about the barriers the ground conditions will play a big role. And, and the, it depends on what the level of the field is, is going to dictate on what your real chances are from the wide and a backmark runner. Because if you're a wide barrier and you're a backmark runner and you've got the majority of the field struggling to handle very wet ground and your runner can, then I would be reasonably bullish on the horse, right? I wouldn't be uh, sitting back and saying you've got no chance. Because you have a look at this particular card the last two races, they've come from, from the back. Yep. They're spotting 5.1 and 4.3. Even if we look at the, the horse that was probably further back was in the first race, was 7.1 lengths at the 800-metre mark. But it's all got to do with how well you can handle the ground conditions more so than the barrier. Barrier can be very dis, uh, misleading if you're just purely looking at stats.
1: Well, and this is why you do your race speed profiles, Vince, because if we're going to say one of your fundamentals is every race is different and unique.
0: It is, and you should not you should not try and get caught too much into what the past data says. Of course, you can use it as an indicator and a guide, but you need to be able to validate, and the validation's always got to come back to the, the core fundamentals of the field on that day and what are the structure of the horses. It's even if you, if you get a horse and said had two victories on a wet track, and you automatically feel that that horse is going to be superior in the ground. well, what degree of wet? I mean, we've seen in Sydney in the last <laughs> 10 weeks that we've had, there's no doubt that, you know, the heavy 10 does shouldn't even exist. It should be like heavy fifteen. Because that's the reality, right? And and some horses can have you, handle a heavy eight or nine, but can't handle a heavy fifteen. And because you've got the other challenge as well, how have the trainers been able to repair the horse on their training trace, given that they would have massive issues with ground conditions as well. It Fitness certainly wise. increased variance, didn't it? When once yep. the the weather the the of the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: okay, uh, let's have a look at Flemington, Vince. It was basically I thought on the day, and also now, now that you've had confirmation via your data, we've we've had a two-speed track, and, that, and that's no one's fault because, of course, we had significant wind. So we're up the straight, they get a tailwind advantage. Around the circle, there was it was really smashing them in the face. So that uh, that took speed out of the race at times, and it made it uh, very tricky. And really, by look of uh, of your rankings, the uh, the straight races have dominated the rankings.
0: They have. They've dominated. They definitely did dominate the rankings, Ralphie. And it was all, uh, the big variance there was on the wind. But even so, when we look at the overall view and try and get some understanding on track conditions, I always feel that the last 400 metres at this particular tracks gives us good insight. It, I would say even the last 600, but definitely the last 400, we can get a really good guide. And yes, we were on what I would consider to be that G4 range because of the wind factor they were able to conserve energy as well when they're going against the wind and having to find themselves conserving energy and you can see some of those races were anywhere between sort of oh goodness me <laughs> between six and a half oh there was that one race where they we'll were 30 links below yeah
1: <laughs> that was something else uh, we've got a member's question from darren to kick off the program actually because uh i got to say, it was. It's as an overall theme, Vince, and I know we've touched on it many times, but I think I've been tracking two-year-olds with you for about six, eight years since I've been working with you. This has almost been the most plain crop I, I think we've seen. I've got no fundamentals to back that up, but really they've struggled to ben- break benchmark most of, the, most of the time. But this was Giga Kick in the first leg. He, he just wants to know what, what type of substance have we got from this first race, the standard of it, given that uh, Giga Kick, third best of the day on debut, and what's he done here on the clock?
0: Well, overall, minus 1.5. Usually when I have these off-season racing, the first thing that I do look for is how well in the rankings have you finished. Yep. And it's, it's ranked 14 on the day, which is, it's reasonable, right? I mean, top 10 would have been a lot better because we've seen when you have really top-quality two-year-olds and they race on high-level days, And occasionally, we know, if they can rank in the top 10, we've got, you know, really classy youngsters. But here, off-season, yeah, I'm sitting here and saying, well, compared to the rest of the field, you're at least a length stronger than the rest, which is really good. You look at the momentum flow of what the horse had to do through the first 200 metres to the 800 metre mark. What, minus 1.6. I felt that, that was that's very good for this particular horse. I'm only tagging the lead speed about a half length. Between the 8 and the 400, it's never a big advantage when they've got to soften up a little bit in speed, Ralphie. I know here we're only talking about a length. Still, it has a little bit of an impact. And the strength of the runner, I felt, was all about the last 200 metres here, going plus one. That, to me, was that The only real big guide I could get to say, okay, where are you potentially heading? You were strong late. You showed good speed early. What does this all mean? To me, it just means that you should be able to trend upwards. But I look at that race start at sale when it won its maiden and absolutely smashed the competition. It went minus 1.5. It's basically returned the same. And you have to also say this other thing, Ralph, is that obviously the stable had this horse very fit, yep. lead-in jump-out was solid, and even the jump-out was very good. So what's, what, what potential is left other than maybe this horse could be better over more ground? All
1: right, we'll miss, miss the next two races, and then we'll get to
0: – I'll call it a highlight <laughs> –
1: yeah, <laughs> because it was it was jaw dropping what we were watching, and that is the uh, well, it was called the eighteen forty nine at if I think that's what they were running to the furlong in the back straight. Talk us through how slow they were going on a oh, Craig Williams had just owned that race on Horrifying.
0: Yeah, well he would have been loving that, wouldn't he, Ralphie? <laughs> going thirty one lengths below benchmark. Well, you know, I oh, well I definitely know that that's. Absolutely, they got fences in front of them. Right. They so run a bit quicker than that at Warrnambool.
1: The invisible, the invisible hurdles were out.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> you could see that. They were out here in a, in a significant manner. But then the acceleration over the last two sections was brilliant, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. I, considering even the slow pace. I thought it was fantastic the way the horse was able to kick down. 34 and a half lengths, squeezed. That's a big sign about how slow you're going, because that's the sort of squeeze you can get in a barrier trial. And then last 400 meters, I, I was uh, I was impressed though. 6.2 lengths above benchmark, rock solid. You can see when you look at sustained speed, probably not overall last 1200, but I look at the overall last thousand here, and there it is. The winner's been able to get in the top 10 for the whole day. That's does demonstrate that it showed very very solid sustained speed and then we line up against its history and i look at the ivr figure and said well pity it wasn't another three lengths stronger
1: <laughs> now let me ask you this even if we filtered out into 2400 meters and right and longer because obviously you know if you if you're off a, a longer lead into the 800 you, you can squeeze higher which is the move from the 800 to the 400 how many horses have you seen break 39 length <laughs> squeeze like 30 Irish eyes was asked to do.
0: It's pretty, pretty hard to I'll do. Never said it
1: on your fingers, yeah. never.
0: It's very hard to do. <laughs> and, and again, <laughs> this is a, a this is the sign of they've absolutely used no energy until they got to the eight hundred. Oh, well, oh, best first thousand of the day. Yeah, yeah. To the thousand. That's it. This was a thousand meter race.
1: Right. <laughs> so, so good luck conceding that.
0: Yeah, with a rolling start.
1: Um. It's interesting, race five. So Quagntree, uh, afterthought race, but, you know, it was trapped wide throughout, obviously not ideal. And Skifios has won. But I've got to say, Vince, they've cleared out for the rest. They're minus 1.7 leagues below relative to an 1,800 for two-year-old, top 15 on the day. That's okay, isn't it, for an emerging starter?
0: It is because you look at this horse here and say, well, it's smashed everything else it's done in its three starts. Yep. Because its best leading into that was minus 5.9. That was a Flemington over 1,400. And that particular day, it couldn't have got a worse race shape when going going almost 14 lengths below benchmark first section, but super solid late. And here, this horse has actually been able to go very well through the first section, 5.8 below. A little bit of a slowdown between the eight and the four given the wind conditions, and then strong acceleration for the last 600 metres and a fairly promising effort from my perspective.
1: Well, this race qualifies him for the Derby, and you know, in recent times, we've had some pretty moderate Derbies. And uh, and really, if it can hold that figure out to twenty five hundred, it's pro- it's probably a live chance.
0: Well, one thing's for certain: it's clearly superior than any other horse in that field.
1: Right. So let's move to Squid Game. Another <laughs> Craig Williams. Wow, we mentioned about horrifying going so slow. This is the opposite. He's going quick on a get back horse. Because he didn't want to get back. And the concern going in was a 1,000 metres too short because he was going to drop out. No, he didn't. He didn't drop out, Craig
0: Williams. Yeah, he was actually... This this was all about the ride. Very, very yeah. intelligent in terms of what he was able to do with this horse. And it, and I actually thought Squid gains performance was fantastic as well, Ralphie. Brand new PB going 0.9 above. Yes, best of the day. But to be able to use that pace through that first section, just the the confidence he must have had in the stable having this horse, you know, super, super fit and been able to do what I would consider to be a little bit of a reversal on this horse, particularly over a 1,000 metres, and that actually got him victory. That's what won him the race because you can see the drop off over the last 400 meters. It was 3.3 lengths. The horse de-accelerated almost five and a half lengths. And in this case, it wasn't conditioning. It was because of all the energy exerted through the first two thirds of the race. So he's
1: really got a 1200 profile. But Craig Craig's <laughs> genius of and getting him out uh, was was the difference between winning are losing, literally by an inch.
0: Yeah, and uh, Patrick Payne's got a good horse here, Roffey certainly has. We'll break that down for our members because it was
1: best of the day, so you're going to get that email there. Uh, he's a shocker. He's just won over a shocking race shape, but as, as mentioned, after the second race where there was pressure on into that headwind, no one wanted him to make any move, and probably fair enough too, later in the day on those turning circle races.
0: So if you're going 10 links below benchmark, it's probably too fast. Well, you're blowing a lot of energy, and hence the reason, I guess, why the leader tanked out so badly. But he's a shocker can't knock the performance really when you look at it leading profile is reasonably good yep particularly when you look at that Caulfield performance last start 2.5 lengths below benchmark third best of the day it's been able to virtually repeat that off what I would have considered to be unfavorable race shape as far as this horse obviously dictated by the wind would have liked to have gone faster and you could see how well that horse accelerated in the mid so to me this had real significance. That 17 and a half length mid-race squeeze and getting into the top 10 for the day in terms of the amount of acceleration that you've had to use was fantastic. And then I look at what the horse did over the last 200 metres and broke benchmark. There's a stack of merit. And it's hard not to sit back and feel that this horse has still got more to offer because that minus 2.2, I have no doubt this horse... You know, of course, given the conditions on the day, would have been able to run four or five lengths faster early, and therefore would have been an above benchmark performance.
1: They've got him airborne. Second, second uh, local yep. prep ex New Zealand Daytona Bay. Again, let, let's look at uh, some different fundamentals here, Vince, rather than just the performance. But you know it's leading run it was a horror show watching it just to the visual but ultimately there wasn't much on on the clock but as you write in your race speed profiles the the car moody combination is lethal on favourites and they just wanted to keep backing him what that told you was the market said nah he's much better than what he's done on the clock so far and he really improved
0: again Yes, and what was good to see was that I thought this was one of the other impressive performances of the day myself as well, Ralphie. Almost broke benchmark over the last 200 metres. I look at the overall 1,200 for the day. It was the best of the day. Virtually, or you could say virtually benchmark, 0.2 below, got in the top 10. The speed the horse travelled through the first section, 8.1 lengths below. You just know this horse was conserving energy. The move in the mid-race, it didn't have to do anything more than what it was going to take to win. And this is all, you know, well done to the rider. I felt the rider handled this horse superbly. And even over the last 400 metres, it was able to maintain that momentum flow. And what that means is this, Ralphie. When you see that sort of a ride, you know, firstly, they're not going to be flattened by it. And you can be very confident of more improvement. Speaking of more
1: improvement, they might have got a bonus win with Nikolai uh, Vito in the last race there. Again, if you want to go slowly, it's going to be an advantage to horses who, who have got momentum and, uh, and build the box led led at a very, very slow tempo. And uh, this gave Nikolai Vito Vini, Vini the opportunity to dash home. But we, we know he's got more scope to come, and last prep was his best so far, so he might be still a climber.
0: Yes, for sure. Half length above benchmark under the circumstances of the race shape. That's a clear indicator that this horse, firstly, was reasonably forward in conditioning, but a big sign that it's come back better. There's no doubt, even when I take the fitness levels into consideration, this horse has definitely come back a better horse. Now, the, the question is, how much better? In the last campaign, we seen a peaking performance of 1.3. Yep. What, what can we expect now? Well, the way I've grafted up, Ralph, is that I've marked this horse potentially, uh, obviously, a plus one on the low and possibly plus two and a half to three on the high. Well, so
1: going to give yep. them something to barrack for, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Level. Yeah, good stuff. All right, all of Vince Cardi's work, dailysectionals.com.au, including his Saturday morning race speed profiles. All of mine, You. Thanks for checking out Year Round Carnival.